Welcome to Cryptids of the Corn. Each week, Justin and Jay take a look at a topic in the crypto and paranormal world. They focus on the Midwest and Appalachia of the U.S., but sometimes they venture out. With everything from well-known monster sightings to one-off cryptids, live person interviews to actual fieldwork sneaking in some science lessons, there's sure to be something you'll enjoy. Please join us this episode of Cryptids of the Corn. And welcome back, my carnal kids. It's the mysterious Justin. And the infamous Jay. And today we will be your guides on the spooky island of Ohio. Ooh. Ooh. Spooky island in Ohio. I bet you don't hear that often. Yeah, there's only like two of them. <laughs> yeah, you're probably about right. Oh, that's funny. Great, like, This is a, a Jay-researched episode. So you know it's going to be... Uh, Unorganized. He was and just researching it before we started recording. It's gonna be a roller coaster. We'll see. I have faith in him. But before we get into this, anything we got to mention? Um, uh, front of house stuff. Because this is coming out when or Monday. This is our Monday episode. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I don't know. Patreon. Check it out if you like. Yeah, we still gotta we gotta promote our Patreon. We don't do that very often. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's an, there's two episodes on there. Yep. There's uh, been a meet and greet option on there already. Yep. And then there's been a, a Bigfoot expedition option on there already. That's true. For our most premium Patreon mm-hmm. members, we got three levels. Um, it's, but, I can't remember. It's, it's, yeah. It's cheap. It's there. It's there. Check it out. Um, that option's available if you want. If you just need more content from us. Yeah. The cryptids of the corn. Crypt, the corn kids, as, you, as we've been being called. Yes, we're called the corn kids at times, yes. All uh, right. I think that's, uh, I don't think anything new has happened since For all you Wednesday. kernels out there to, to the l- learn or know. Yeah, I don't think anything's happened since, as far as we know, since Wednesday, because this is Tuesday. Correct. But we don't, let's, yeah. That's the, the magic behind the screen. Everything's magical here. Mm-hmm. All right, well, today we're going to cover the uh, Kelly's Island ghost stories, or ghost, uh, how would you put it, the foundation of the story, ghost beginnings. Yeah, so the Kelly's Island ghost is like a hodgepodge of different legends. It's a big soup of of mishaps and tragedy and industrialization. Yeah. And spooky lore after the fact. Mm-hmm. And Kelly's Island's been around for an awful long time. But at least the rock that makes it. True. Uh, was carved in like the... Or it was, goes... Well, who knows when it was carved back in the Ice Age, but... Yeah, they were I don't have a specific date on that or month, you know. Oh, you know, 15,085 AD. Okay. My Ice Core sample came back a few years off from that, but... You hear what I said? 50, AD? AD? Yeah, 15,000 in the future. Well, who knows? Time's a loop. It could be right. And we start seeing Devonian creatures around, then you'll know time's a loop. Yeah. Well, I've seen well, yeah, um, future episode. You haven't seen a Devonian creature. You don't <laughs> even know what a Devonian creature I, is. I know. I know. <laughs> How did you read my mind? Um. All right. How do you want to just kick it off, get started it's with it? It's your research episode. I'm just here for the ride. All right. Enjoy this ride. Buckle up. All right. So Kelly's Island um, was co-founded in the mid-1800s. Now, Kelly's Island is just off the north... Uh, 
just in Lake Erie, off the north northern part of the state of Ohio, obviously, in Lake Erie, just off the coast of Sandusky. It's the Western Basin still, isn't it? Yeah, it's the Western Basin. Yeah, it's uh, complete West. Yeah, it's still in like the Sandusky Bay. It's kind of at the opening of Sandusky Bay. Uh, so the whole Western Basin, literally just north of Cedar Point and Sandusky, that's where Kelly's Island is. You got three islands up there. You got Putin Bay, Kelly's Island. I think you said South Bass Island, which we talked before the episode. Kelly's is bigger than South Bass. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the largest freshwater American island on Lake Erie. There is a bigger island, but it's on the Canadian side. I, I think you might have said that, not just on Lake Erie, but in the country. Oh, like freshwater island? Yeah, I think that's what it meant. Oh, okay. Because oh. when there's only one other island. Hmm. On the Great Lakes? Yeah. Well, on, on Lake Erie. Well, see, I don't know if it meant like in the whole Great Lakes of the United States. Is there another island? Yeah, there's other islands. There's tons of other islands. Uh, but are they bigger than... I don't think so. I think this is just saying it's the biggest one on Lake Erie that's in America. Okay, continue. All right. Neither here or there. It's four square miles, um, the lake, and it's the island, not the lake, four square miles, the island. I'm getting... I'm interchanging my words. Um, the entire island is listed on the National Register of Historical Places. Um, there's a state park on the island that covers 800 acres. Um and its biggest significance when it came to prominence was in the mid-1800s. Uh, Addison Kelly, who the island's named after, opened a limestone quarry on this island. And that's very significant to the part, whole part of the story. So let's get into it. <clears throat> One fateful day, the quarrymen were at work constructing a tunnel designed to run under Lake Erie and, make, and connect uh, the island with a nearby Marblehead Island. A foreman ordered a man named, and then I'm going to butcher this name, Bataglia. So I'm just, that's my best guess, so I'm going to refer to him as Bataglia. To use dynamite to blast away a rock shelf that was hanging over the top of the water-filled portion of the quarry. Bataglia initially refused, claiming the amount of dynamite was too big. But the foreman continued to yell at Bataglia until he finally agreed to detonate the charge. Now, before I get into this, uh, apparently the working crew for this uh, dynamite quarry team a lot of them comp- were comprised of uh, Catholic, uh, like, descent, Catholic religion people, and the people running the quarry, running the crew, were a Protestant descendants. And I guess they had a lot of bickerings, a lot of just disagreements, just because of that fact alone. Their backgrounds are different. You know, just now people are different. They don't want to listen to each other, especially they don't believe in the same things. So I think that caused, sounded like that caused a lot of uh, conflict between the crew and the, you know, the workers and stuff there. And so... Now, back to where we're blasting this huge chunk of rock into the quarry. Um, so, Bataglia was not wanting to blast this off because he said the charge was too big. But, um, unfortunately, the charge... He did uh, finally agree to blast it off. And, unfortunately, the charge was too big. As a result, the ensuing explosion, explosion not only ripped away the rock shelf, but some of the quarry wall as well. Um, the rocks tumbled into the water below, creating a giant wave of water. Before they could escape, the giant wave engulfed Bataglia and many of his co-workers and swept them into Lake Erie, and most of their bodies were never recovered. Mm-hmm. So that's never a good thing, mm-hmm. especially in mass, especially when there's a lot of bad blood right before it, like you're fighting and arguing. Mm-hmm. A lot of energy. And then your uh, gut <clears throat> feeling of not wanting to do it and doing it and leads to your death. I've been there. You've been there. Like, you know, I've, I've told people, 
this is a bad idea, don't do it, and then just... And they did it? My bosses have forced me to do it, and it's just gone horribly wrong. <laughs> we almost lost a truck one time. Trust your gut. Trust your gut. It's not my truck. Well, true, yeah. Excuse me. Big burp. Good. Uh, we'll definitely not edit that out. All right. Um, although the area... <laughs> what? We'll definitely not edit that out. <laughs> yeah, I know. It makes it more fun. Who doesn't want to hear our burps? Um, although the area around Lake Erie is well known for its violent and sudden storms, <clears throat> soon after the quarry incident, rumors began to spread. Islanders began saying that this that during the storms, the ghosts of the quarry victims wake up and walk the watery tunnel they died trying to complete. It is also said that these spirits have cursed the quarry and all those who come in contact with it. Stories began, began to circulate that should anyone associated with the quarry find themselves on the waters of Lake Erie during a storm, the spirits would try to drag them down into the water. That's pretty spooky. Mm-hmm. I would not want to be cruising across fishing or something and... Well, you jump and you get these spirit hands coming up trying to pull you in. I don't want to burst your bubble. I don't think that's very true. Okay. Because Emily's uncle would be dead. Oh, yeah. So you think maybe they're uh, just rumors from... He's been in that quarry for a a long time inside the water. He's been on Lake Erie a long time. And he's never had that account. Well, this is uh, as far as I know. He survived it. He's a tough man. Well, I mean, it doesn't say that... The spirits do grab you and drag you down, but it could be spooky enough to where you might think they are trying. Mm-hmm. I've heard, um, actually, there's another story here. Uh, over the years, it says um, there have been many stories that substantiate the claims of these ghostly workers. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1932, the sand merchant capsized. I think the sand merchant was a ship. Right there. What's that? The sand merchant. Oh, you, oh, it's up there. Oh, there we go. It's on our map of Ohio. Um the sand merchant capsized during a violent storm, killing all but five members of the crew. The survivors claimed to have heard ghostly voices and that the waves appeared to be like hands reaching out for them. So maybe I've heard, maybe you just don't actually get the hand experiences, but you might experience what might could be look like hands. Oh, but, I'm sure it's terrifying. But no, it's I, like, just, I, just, I was making a joke. No, that's okay. But uh, with the... Uh, maybe the ghostly voices, though, there is some significance to that, or the, some creepy sounds and whatnot. The Spe- Great Lakes are mean. Very. Erie's, Erie's about the tamest of them. Yeah. But it's not tame. Hmm. And well, it was there always like violent storms and stuff? Mm-hmm. It's just the Great Lakes are small seas, and that's why the storms are so bad. Well, we went charter fishing. I mean, we go charter fishing probably Lake Erie once a, once every summer. Um, but if the winds just picked up. You know, not even like significantly bad. Those waves get about four, you know, four mm-hmm. feet tall. You can't go out. There's nothing you can do. And even if it's not that terrible of a day, but especially on the western side of it, you know, in that little bay. Now imagine or, a ship with no radar. A ship with no radar? I'm trying to come in. Yeah. And get caught up in a storm. Oh, imagine that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, might end up like the sand merchant. There's there's a bunch of them around Kelly's Island. Hmm. Have you ever been to Kelly's Island? No. Me either. I've been to Kelly's Island. Oh, you have? I, I've never been. I've been to Put-In Bay. I just uh, told you I've been on the glacial scars. And oh, that's right. You told me. He did just tell me a story before we started this. I guess I'm, I was segueing. I was segueing. But I, you didn't catch the joke at all. Anyways. Oh, I missed a joke? Yeah, the same, when I said no. Well, that was the joke. Yeah, that was the joke. Yeah. See, I was leading you into a segue. Ah, ah, I was ah, helping you. Ah. There we go. <laughs> we both reached for the button. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
No, I've been to Kelly's Island. Yeah, it's a really nice island. It's about the size of Ada, our, mm-hmm. our town. Where we're from, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you didn't talk about the glacial rock. So, okay. The um, rock is from the Devonian era. When Kelly's Island was formed. Mm-hmm. Which was well, a- it wasn't an island then. The Great Lake wasn't there either. Right. Which formed Kelly's Island. The How about rock. that? Yeah, yeah. The rock that makes Kelly's Island was from the Devonian. Is Kelly's Island a... A uh, standing rock, or was it? Ca- yeah, or was it part rock. of the bedrock? It's, oh, it's part of the bedrock layer, but it's carved the lift away. Up. Oh, the lift up. Okay, yeah. um, that's what they're eating with the big stone eaters in Lake Erie. Are eating? Oh, oh, gotcha. Yeah, you told me about that. Rock. They're scraping it away, aren't they? No, they're grinding it up and yeah. then sucking it in. Hmm. And then they're pulling the sand out from or the salt from under Lake Erie. Well, that would disturb a ghost, or you know. What are you gonna do? Haunt that's a little you. bit. Of, that's a little bit above a ghost pay grade. Uh, they're for gonna... a standard ghost, that's the uh, you need like Beetlejuice or something for that. Yeah, yeah, maybe to scare away the like, the workers. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> no, so yeah, there's Beetlejuice. a big glacial scrape on the uh, northern side of Kelly's Island from a glacier coming through Lake Erie. Mm-hmm. Or before it was Lake Erie, it was probably just Lake Puddle, Lake Puddle, Erie Puddle, Erie Puddle, Erie Puddle. You know, I've seen. Like weird old maps, you know, from throughout history. Some of them show the U.S. without the Great Lakes even being on there. That's weird. A lot, some expeditions missed them completely. Which is crazy enough to think for how big they are. There's even some maps that show a lot of islands in the Great Lakes that just aren't there now, too. Which is also strange. Hmm. I should probably do a little bit more research into those before I bring them up. But mm-hmm. just saying, it's out there. I've seen it, unless I was hoaxed. But... And Food for not thought. everybody was a good cartographer that was a cartographer. Yeah. So I will say that hmm. there are messed up maps just because the person that was doing it was not good at their not job. Good, I know. But that's. But at the same time, you th- that was probably an extremely important job back but then, yeah, too. Yeah, but you, your favorite saying, fake it till you make it. Oh, true. If it's important, yeah. You're like, yeah, I'm a great cartographer. It's going to pay this much money, blah, blah, blah. Here's a tree over there, a river here. <laughs> I swear I was there, you guys. Is that an island? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. The scale's off a lot, but don't worry about it. It's stretched. It's Yeah, to draw on scale like that is a very niche thing. Uh, yeah, I don't know how they do it, to be honest. Well, they, that's why they don't do it anymore, because it's easier now with maps. You, like with, well, uh, maps. They're with, making maps. With 3D modeling and stuff like that. Oh, okay, gotcha. With scanning and stuff like that. It's just easier now. Satellites like, and like, airplanes we did help. We did that with GIS and GPS. No. What's GIS? I, it's just a, it's a type of, I can't remember what it stands for anymore, but I took the class. Basically, it's just the thing that scans the ground and you just walk. Oh, and it just tracks mm-hmm. it basically and for you. it tells you to turn right. Hmm. And tells you to turn right and walk back. How'd they have those back then? They well, probably they had some analog version. They did, and they had a guy that would sit on a pole and... A big tel- tel- telephone pole? And tell them to p- go right. Yeah, they, they had cups and strings well, telling each other. That's didn't have a lot of detail. A lot of, had a lot of landmarks. Yeah, but not a lot of like extreme detail and stuff like that. When you're talking about these, you know, rivers. Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, so I've been on the glacial, the glacial scarring. Yeah, uh, me and Nick went on there. It's really neat to see. It's definitely a, a visit. Kelly's Island is not a cheap place to visit because the ferry is very expensive. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely if you get a carload of people, it's a lot cheaper to go by the carload. So it's worth it. Yeah, I think it's. I don't know how much it is anymore, but when we went, it was like 150 bucks for a vehicle. To go with you riding your vehicle. Yeah. So if there's like five or six of you, you know, it's not that bad. There's just two of you. It, it can be sucks. a little, yeah. Because everything on the island's super expensive too. Okay. All the food. Well, it's a tourist spot, right? Yeah. 
and they don't have any water on the island. It's all brought in by truck. Really? So water is very expensive. Any reason why? Or do you know the reason why? Yeah, they can't run pipes to the island. Because of the stones or stone core. Because yeah. it's all a rock? It would be, no, it would be destroyed from dredging and stuff like that. Mm, oh, gotcha. And I think they do have an internet ca- pipe or internet cable out there, but it's really weird. And it's in one spot and there's like all kinds of stuff. And I think it's been broken a couple times. Mm, from the dredging? Dredging, stone eaters, anchors. Just idiots with their anchors dragging. Do you know if they finished that tunnel from Marblehead to Kelly's Island? I don't think so. Hmm. So you think that? Wonder if it ended right there with this story. Yeah, I think happened. it did. That's what ended it. Up on the idea. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So that's a significant piece of history. Wonder if there's any plans on ever finishing it. I don't think there's enough demand. Yeah, what would be the, the point? It, well, yeah, it would be before, a lot cheaper than. Well, that was before the this kind of fairies with the Jet Express and stuff like that we have now. Yeah, came uh, about. It'd be easier to walk it then. But now with that was you're talking about like steamboat ferries, right? Well, it you took know, you probably two hours. It probably really took two hours because it took us. You didn't have to load up your horse and buggy. It took us it. like twenty-five minutes on a big boat. Yeah, and that Jet Express is not slow. Wouldn't Jet Express for Kelly's uh, Island? Oh, okay. It was the other one. It still wouldn't. It wasn't slow. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I, I need to get up there one day. Check that out. It's definitely worth it. Uh, it's, if you're an Ohio person, it's definitely a thing to visit once and probably not go back to. It's very touristy. Hmm. The most expensive cows in Ohio are produced on Kelly's Island. What? Mm-hmm. Okay, why are there expensive cows on Kelly's Island? Because they're island-bred, grass-fed beef. And there's like a petition every year up there to kick the farm off the island so they can make more houses on the island. Yeah. Because there's only X amount. And then one corner of the island is Wildlife Park. Yeah, yeah, that 800-acre park, mm-hmm. park, yeah. So they're trying to kick the cows out to get more people in. Mm-hmm. Even though it's the best beef and it's not the best, it's oh. most expensive. Um, okay. Well, it's nice just... things aren't cheap. Cheap things ain't nice. There's no difference, in my opinion, between that and grass. Nor other grass-fed beef on the other side of the lake mm-hmm. from the shoreline. It's no wagyu or and whatever. These cows got a heck of a view. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> it's, that's island life. Oh man, freshwater island life for a cow can't beat it. It's got to be a top ten experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, to experience in the world. Hmm. <laughs> but, so what else do you have? Uh, well, so I was going to ask you questions about the quarry and stuff like that. What uh, do you mean? I don't know nothing about nothing. Well, I figure quarries and whatnot and things you're interested in. There could be some overlap there. I'm making Dre really work for this. <laughs> yeah. I'm not I, feeding him nothing. Have you heard uh, any of the stories about the quarry at all? No. None at all whatsoever. <laughs> I'm picking on Jay. Uh, <laughs> no, as far yeah. as ghost-related or paranormal-related no, at all. No, and actually, when we were up there, we didn't hear nothing mm-hmm. about it. We were there for like four days. Really? We went the first weekend it opened, which is a mistake. Kelly's but, Island? Yeah, was, oh, for the season? It was freaking cold. We about died. Is it open all year round or not really? No, the ferries. I, I think... I'm. Excuse me. I may be mistaken on that, but I don't think the ferries run in the winter because I mean, of ice, but... True. Well, I mean, people live there, though, right? Yeah, so I think they have, like, maybe weekly stuff or something. Mm. I don't know. It's not like a... I don't think people... Like, nothing was open when we were there. Half the restaurants were so closed for the I'm, season. I just... I guess I'm not privy to island life and or how it works. And some of the locals don't, like, only stay there for the tour season. Oh, really? But like a vacation spot. Mm-hmm. Why not? Oh, well, like, true. I wouldn't want to be in Ohio on the lake in the winter. The, so we were there in the last weekend in April when we about died. <laughs> we were the only tent in the campground. It was so cold. It was so cold. 
<laughs> like that time we went to Mohican. Uh, no. Was, colder? Jay, this is the coldest I've ever been in my life, and I've been on a lake in negative 45. Oh. I had a chunk of my hair freeze off on ice fishing. <laughs> and this was colder this than that? This was colder. I really thought this was it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, how'd you warm up? What happened? We almost left the tent on fire. Just to stay warm? Yeah. Because we, <laughs> no, we were putting the tent around the campfire to get the heat to go in the tent. And it lit? No, it was like, it was so close. Like, yeah, reaching melting point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was still so cold. Oh, that's hilarious. It was the wind from the lake effect. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just sucking the every heat, bit of heat out. Because it we, blows right through you. Yeah. We burnt one night $150 in firewood. Good Lord. And we were like, we're going to die. Yeah, not worth and it. And the other person we were there threw up in the car. So the car just... <laughs> Good time gets better. We could, so we tried to sleep in the car, and then we were th- like gagging. So we oh. were like, <laughs> I remember you telling me that part of this yeah, story. Yeah, so we were like, are we going to freeze to death, or are we going <laughs> to sit in the car? And we, took, we picked freeze to death. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather freeze to death than smell puke. Well, it was it was very pungent. <laughs> But, uh, no, so what Jay's getting at is the quarry there, that's the remnants of what they were doing, is now full of water. And it's actually groundwater, not Lake Erie water. Mm-hmm. So the water sources don't touch. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's why Lake Erie is uh, very, well, that's not why Lake Erie is very green. But that's why the quarry is crystal clear or blue water. It's uh, actually uh, the OSU, Ohio State University. Hmm uses it as their they used to i don't know if they still use it as their final exam but so ohio state university goes down to the bahamas every other year for their final exam and then the other every other year they do kelly's island for their final exam. oh cool because it's crystal clear and it's full of it's a kind of was a uh, i can't remember what year it happened but it was a noah's ark for paddlefish mm-hmm. uh somebody when paddlefish were just white being wiped off the plant threw a, i don't know a couple dozen in there and they took off. There's a couple hundred of them now. That's pretty awesome. So divers love it. It's like top 10 diving locations in the U.S. because it's crystal clear. You get to swim with giant, harmless fish. Yeah. You don't yeah. get to do that too it's often. super deep, too. Um, I was going to say, I would, if you are, you got a choice between, you know, this is your graduation year. You get to go to the Bahamas or you get to go to Lake Erie. Kind of well, sounds, it, it depends on but, when you talk about that spot versus just it, Lake Erie. Because right? right. if you dived in Lake Erie, you couldn't see two foot in front of your face. Exactly. But I'm just saying, like, it sounds, I guess, after realizing what the core, how it's different and pretty significant it is, It's. I guess it's a pretty fair trade-off. You don't get the nice weather of the Bahamas. You really get a pretty freaking awesome quarry to dive in. You'll never get experience. Well, here's the thing is the only time you'll ever be allowed in that quarry is for that exam. Mm. You can go down to the Bahamas in your own time and dive. That's true. That's true. Oh, yeah. So it is a pretty good trade-off. Uh, it's the only time that anybody's ever in that because it's uh, all cliff face on the side of it now. Mm. You can't get down to it. Like They have to be scaffolded in. It's almost like they're hiding secrets down there. Well, it's all the ghost. Yeah, they're hiding ghost secrets. They and there's shipwrecks all around Kelly's Island. So is there like a... I've heard of this in Lake Michigan... There's like a Bermuda type triangle in Lake Michigan. Ever any uh, thing like that in Lake Erie ever? I've never heard of it for Lake Erie. Lake Erie has plenty of really really odd occurrences. Yeah, but I've never heard of it as far as a hot like right. a, a certain zone you could highlight. Me either. Me either. Uh, but I know you're a wealth of. In like some of those those triangles, I don't get why they're triangles. Right. And I don't know. People love just saying because the Bermuda Triangle and putting triangles. Probably just associated with that. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't think. There's probably a significance. I don't think the phenomena just. There might be a significance to the shape, but we just 
unbeknownst to us what it means. Yeah, there's probably some symbolism there. But triangles represent missing things or missing uh, anomalies, disappearance anomalies. I don't know. Violent storm anomalies is usually triangle-related. Don't know if there's anything to that or not, but uh, might be worth peeling back one day. You never know. But uh, Were you going to talk about the rock at Kelly's Island? The the rock the carved rock whoa what's this that's the rock inscription oh rock. inscription rock okay yeah yeah well that's um kind of dating back to the lore that was found in kelly's island correct whoa your picture just fell off the wall a little bit you made grandpa mad yep <laughs> there we go much better didn't mean to anger professional him. podcast yeah talking about ghosts and stuff now look look what we've done we've disturbed we've just <laughs> disturbed something um but inscription rock uh you know i don't know the history of inscription rock. i think we talked about it once before was i don't remember if it was on air or not um do you remember the history of extent of inscription rock at all no i thought you had it on your one of your things uh no i didn't i just knew it was in my uh, it was in the lore of kelly's island but that was like pre-1800s basically what i covered was more the written history of where I guess I could you could say white people like inhabited the island and actually kept a written history more on, pen, on paper rather than just going back to like Native American time because it was inhabited by Native Americans. I think definitely dated back, I think, to the 1600s is when it was, you know, for a fact that there's written history that there was people there. Mm-hmm. But, but pre that, I'm sure there was people there before. All right, so Inscription Rock is located in Erie County, obviously on Kelly's Island. Mm-hmm. It is one of the most famous rock art sites in in the U.S. Uh, pre-contact groups of, uh, of North American Indian people engraved more than 100 designs on this huge limestone. So this is after contact, so it's not very old. Okay. Um, the symbols are called, oh gosh, Pyrtololic, Petrolic. Petrolographs uh, hmm. from the Greek work mean or from the Greek word meaning rock writing. Okay, petroglyphs. It's not petroglyphs, but it's kind of like that. Okay, because they got to make it difficult. Yes, they always do. There was once another boulder with uh, these same designs or same similar designs on the northern shore of Kelly's Island, but workers in the quarry uh, that core or workers quarrying the limestone blasted apart with dynamite in the middle of the 19th century. Hmm. Uh, Why? Doesn't say. The precise age of these carvings is exactly unknown, but based on the symbolism and the amount of uh, weathering is generally and generally soft limestone, it's probably less than one thousand years old. Mm, okay. Uh, so likely it's the work of the so-called late prehistoric periods in dusky culture, or the works of the native Indians people living in the region during the European colonization. So. So they what think it was either right then after contact mm-hmm. or a little bit before. It's, it's definitely. It's oh, not that old, is right. what they're saying, because it is soft limestone. So if it was any older, the engravings wouldn't be as pristine as they are. Right, maybe worn they, off because yeah, limestone still, is. Yeah, then it doesn't last. Right, not at all. Doesn't last in the weather. Right, right, right. There you go. Uh, Especially yeah. with water running and. Yeah, and so doesn't on, limestone on dissolve? Doesn't. Oh yeah, water. Yeah, literally on a lake. On Lake Erie, with how much it rains on Lake Erie, mm-hmm. uh, it would be about the size of a sugar cube now. Probably wouldn't have too many writings left on no. that. It'd be very faint. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's the kind of 
the the Kelly or the the inscription rock thing, and some people put a little more uh, pizzazz to it, mystery behind it. Yeah, and there are sites in the U.S. that are similar and have tons and tons and tons of mystery behind them. Mm-hmm. Like there's one in Tennessee or one of the one of the Carolinas that has all the writing in it that nobody can read. It's the unknown language. And there's uh, also Dighton Rock in, in Boston, in Massachusetts. Yeah, you were just there. Which I was there, and they had it all locked up. You couldn't even look at the thing. And no one knows supposedly who wrote it, what it says, what it even represents for sure. But uh, some of that stuff, um, you know, because everything was covered in glaciers, you know, a long time ago before supposedly people were here. But, uh, you know, some stuff I kind of believe people were here before the Ice Age and stuff. America could have been different, and what if some of the stuff is just got you know taken over by the ice and carried here before Ice Age or during Ice Age? Like if it was before Ice Age, like pre Ice Age, and you know the when the glaciers overtook all this area, you know they're lifting up, rooting, moving like, and then when that melts, all that gets pushed around and lands weird places. What if it's like from way up north, you don't even know, and it got carried down here, and then that's its final resting place. It landed there. Which rock are you talking about? Not so much the Kelly's Island rock because it's limestone, but like famous rocks like Dighton Rock or Dighton Rock. It wouldn't be any glaciation there. No, no, not carried or water pulses that might push things. Well, I'm just saying for glaciation, I don't think that part of New England, from the maps I'm thinking in my head, had any because they're on the other side of the mountain range. Oh, that's right, true. Mountain, mountain range kind of held back the glaciers because hmm. Appalachia runs all the way up into. New England and kind of right, yep, yep, separates them. So I wonder when all that melted because it melted supposedly significantly, not fast but relatively fast for two mile tall glaciers. Mm-hmm. I would, where all that water like flowed through and pushed everything out. What what that whole process well, was like? The Mississippi at one point was like miles and miles wide because of that. Oh they yeah, have scarring from it. Really? Yeah, there's rip scarring. Hmm. Yeah, which is just like the fast the, water flow, the massive melt. Yeah. Man, that would be intense to be in front of. Oh, you! It wouldn't be because you wouldn't know it. Cause uh, I know. Vaporized. Yeah, uh, by a wall of water. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the, the ghost and that and the, some of the weird stuff. And when we come back, we made a. I think we're gonna dive into a couple of the UFOs around the Erie and uh, Kelly's Island and stuff like that. All right, so we'll be right back. And we're back. All right. So we have a UFO encounter that happened in 1958 Mm -hmm. in September. Sheffield Lake, which is uh, approximately, uh, as far as miles goes. It's not very far from the Kelly's Island. It's across the bay. Across the bay on the main Ohio land. Um, We got a little account from 1958. Should we jump right into the Mm -hmm. news? We have an original newspaper article here, so let's get reading at it. The most frightful five minutes of her life were spent by Mrs. William H. Fitzgerald. I don't know why it doesn't just show her name. Unless her name is William. I don't know. But uh, she reported seeing a flying saucer. Mrs. Fitzgerald had gone to bed about 2.45 a.m. after watching the late movie on TV when a brilliant light flashed into her bedroom. Even though the drapes were drawn, it lit the room brighter than daylight, she said. 
When she stood on the bed and gazed out the window, there it was, the saucer. It moved across her front yard, she said, for about about four feet above the ground, then hovered over the edge of the neighbor's lawn, she said. I was horrified. I couldn't even scream. I tried to wake up my husband by kicking him, but he only turned over, she said. That sounds mm-hmm. just, yeah, sounds familiar. <laughs> um, I was afraid to leave the room. In another front bedroom, her 10-year-old stepson also was watching the saucer. Unknown to Miss Fitzgerald. He had been on his way to the bathroom when, when he was attracted by the light passing through the window. She said um, that he well, climbed up onto the wall. Um, heat regist- it climbed up, the light climbed up the wall, up a wall, heat registered to see what it was. Wait, hold on a minute. Yeah, I was like, what? There we go. So there's a break in the paragraphs. He climbed up on the wall. Heat registered to see what it was. The light. Her son. Yeah. I thought I was reading the light was climbing up the wall. Uh, That's what it sounds like. Yeah. So I must have missed out the he part. But the boy climbed up the heat register to see what the light was. Mrs. Fitzgerald said that the saucer uh, discharged a pink grayish smoke as it hovered in the neighbor's yard. Then it circled up our yard and and circled our yard and went straight up, she said. It was pink raspberry. Mm-hmm. What pink raspberry? Like what was the flavor of the smoke, like uh-huh. a like a vape, uh-huh. like pan or something. Uh-huh. Probably try to comfort people. Ah, okay. It's pink raspberry flavor. Don't worry. See, we're solving this mystery already. It gave off a shrill noise, like a like that of a jet plane warming up, and it had five or ten, five, wait, ten or fifteen tubes on both sides. She said the smoke came out of the tubes, which. When I do, um, when I've heard like UFO stories and stuff, when they take off, normally you don't really hear a noise or something mm-hmm. or a discharge involved. So this is kind of odd, um, just for a normal UFO sighting. Um, she described the saucer by placing two uh, papers together and mounting a small saucer on top of it. It had a dull aluminum color, she said. Yesterday morning, uh, Mrs. Fitzgerald told her husband of the saucer. I wonder why it said yesterday morning. But um, he said that John had already told one of, had already told of the object, but he had thought he, the boy was dreaming. Both our descriptions of the saucer uh, match perfectly to Mrs. Fitzgerald's. She said, uh, "So they were both describing the exact same thing to her husband and to his dad, the boy." Uh, this morning, uh, Miss Fitzgerald received a call from the representative of the Cleveland Identified Flying Object Organization, who said that. Her description fitted perfectly with that of an object seen by a Chardon woman. The representative said that the description also fitted that of an object seen by 21 Ohioans earlier this year. Hmm. Mrs. Fitzgerald said that she has no idea what it was, the experience was terrifying, and I certainly hope I never see another one. That's what she had said. And then there's a picture in the newspaper article that shows her like recreating how she was looking out the window when she spotted the... Uh, her UFO drawings there too. Yep, yep. Very classic of the saucers. It's classic saucer shape. It is weird though. Uh, I've never heard a UFO story having a. I've heard of discharge. I've seen that before, but not really of a smoke or making the sound of oh, it. Oh, I've heard. I've heard the smoke, smoke before. Really? A lot. Like in close encounters, maybe. Yeah. No, they they produce a lot of a lot of fog or smoke. Okay. I think some people mistake it for fog sometimes. 
Okay. And like, cause like, they talk, like it got really foggy. It's very yeah. similar though. Mm-hmm. Fog, smoke. If you're not smelling it, just by looking. But I've never heard the sound of it taking off like an airliner. That's yeah. i the only one I could think of is oh gosh, now I'm gonna the Canadian guy that got burned up by one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did hear that one. He, yeah, he it, described the noise. Yeah, it had a similar noise to that, like mm. an actual engine. Interesting. So you think that could be a? I just that's the only one I could think of having a. Any kind of noise that wasn't maybe a hum. Mm-hmm. I heard a lot of hums. And also, I think that stood out to me. This was 1958. Um, there was actually... When was Roswell? TV, remember? Ooh. 1972. I made that up. 48, I believe. Oh, it was in the 40s. Oh, okay. It's, it's kind 50s. of it's kind of funny that this was in the 50s and stuff. I mean, I know the UFO craze was big then. The 50s was the UFO craze. Mm-hmm. Because Roswell, I think, was 48. Let me look. And there was a Cleveland Unidentified Flying Object Organization. Mm-hmm. That kind of is pretty cool to me because it just kind of seems like the climate now, uh, UFOs and things like that are kind of ridiculed in one sense or another if you're not in the community or if you don't believe. Well, the government just said they, they're real. And that was just... 47. 47, okay. That's one year off. Ah, see, you don't even know nothing. What did you say, 75 or something? (laughs) I know, I know, I'm making fun of myself. Um, But, uh, yeah, just like it's nowadays, even though the government is now admitting it's real. They're real. That some of them are real. Like, they're still being very uh, hesitant about what they say is. Or, you know, they're only releasing very few, like minimum amount of things to prove that they're real when there's so much out there but it still seems to be kind of under the guise of it's silly you know to kind of think about these things existing that we don't know what they are you know things like that where there was a cleveland in the 50s a whole organization that she could just reach out into and contact now if you've seen a ufo today there's still those organizations correct but do you know like does the everyday person let's say someone that's doesn't even believe in ufos or stuff know exactly where to go to who to contact so they contacted her oh they went to her you, yeah that's when you read that she was contacted by mm, okay I should so they've my seen own. The, they probably seen the newspaper article and got a hold of her in the 50s mm, okay uh but now you just type in where to report ufo sighting Mm. Like, well, yeah, it. Google. Yeah, you just talk right now, and I'll look. Let's see how easy it is. All right. Well, let's. We're gonna do this live experiment. Where to fu- report? What did you say? Where to report a UFO sighting? I know it's as easy as a Google search away, but remember back then they didn't have Google. That's why I'm saying they contacted her. Right. Yeah. That's probably what they did. Is they just scanned the newspaper. Newspapers and, and looked around. Hmm. What if that'd yep. be a UFO and W? Uh, yeah, there's like six of them. UFO Reporting Center, report your UFO sighting. Yeah, there's... Mm. I thought MUFON would pop up a lot sooner. You would think there so. It it's about more yeah, than halfway down the list. Yeah, bump your Google. You know when you get those calls every night? If Do you want... Oh, I guess you wouldn't actually have to deal with those too much. Our business, our, where I work, you know, always, at least once a day... You need to update your Google uh, profile. Like, please contact us, which I'm pretty sure is all a scam because I called them one time. Nothing ever changed. So who knows about that? <laughs> but yeah. So, sorry, what were we saying? Um, 
we were just talking about researching or calling in reporting UFOs, yeah. but being kind of ridiculed nowadays mm. to some extent. I think... I think we just talked about this in the other episode. Yeah. It was a lot worse then. Mm-hmm. Maybe not UFOs as much, because we were pretty sure they were still just Nazis hanging around. Mm-hmm. Or the commies. It, it might still be. It might still be around. Which one? Both. Oh. I don't know. I, I it's just kind of, I don't know. I don't want to repeat it again. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel foolish? Uh, well, no, Do you feel ashamed? No. Have you seen that video? Oh, do you feel shame? Do you feel uh, foolish? Do you feel ashamed? Uh-uh. That's a funny video. I'll show it to you later. I know there's a video of Charles Manchin go, do you feel blame? Are no. you mad? No, this is just like some, this is not that. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, definitely a weird encounter. The pink mist. And what did she mean by the tubes? Did so, I miss that? Um, It sounded to me like exhaust tubes coming off the thing. Is she that said, where the smoke was? Yeah, the smoke, smoke was came out of the tubes. Yeah, it's almost like exhaust pipes. Lemon raspberry. Yeah, like a like the end of a vape a uh, vape pen. Maybe that's all it was. Hmm. They were just vaping and. Well, it was a, it's a it's a product placement for intergalactic uh, oils. Ah, uh, see, they're just ahead of their time, about seventy years in advance. But now, uh, yeah, it was definitely a weird thing. And how big was it? The size of well, she didn't really give a description. I don't think did she. Uh. At least in that newspaper article, because it was just witnessed by eye, other than it being huge or something like that, she said. Um, I'm pulling it up. But in the newspaper article, I don't recall her, uh, I don't remember reading anything about a description of size, or just definitely anything more than specific. Seven meter diameter, two meters thick, one and a half meters above the ground. Hmm. Yeah, that would be... uh, pink smoke and tubes flying out. I'd be a bit frightened myself, especially if it lit up your whole house about it brighter than uh, sunlight. And there was a lot of UFO sightings that day. So, in relation to the lake, like this is right off the lake. It's on the lake, yeah. Kelly's Island. Um, USOs. USOs, UFOs. There's a lot of UFOs in Lake Erie. Mm-hmm. And a couple USOs I can think of. Any chance that most of those UFOs could have been USOs? Before, you know, just not seen. I mean, there's always seen. a chance. You just didn't mm-hmm. see him. Nobody's seen him. Mm-hmm. So you can't say one way or the other. Right, and yeah. Nobody's seen it go in or out of the water. Right, yeah. I mean, though, I That's think... the only way we ever connected him is because a, a handful of times... They get seen. They get seen going in and out. So I'm, I'm almost under the belief that almost all UFOs are USOs or have the capabilities of being both. Maybe that's where they originate from. Maybe that's where they're coming and going to... You know, the water well, with sources. That te- with that technology, it wouldn't matter which medium you're in, mm-hmm. probably. But if for, it's gravitational or something like that. Cause right, yeah. You're Could not just... being slowed down by the medium you're transferring through. Mm-hmm. It's so. a good place to hide from humans, mm-hmm. though. Because they can't run that fast underwater. Right, yep, or see that far. Interesting. But water in itself is an anomaly when it comes to UFOs and stuff. Like, uh, it seems like, uh, or not UFOs, but supernatural things that happen oh water always is involved in some way or another um whether it's underground above ground mostly underground and that can tie into other things and can interact and intermingle with other things underground that can cause phenomena do do to do do phenomena do 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 do. (laughs) i had to figure out what you were doing (laughs) sorry it's an old muppet sketch everybody if you don't know you're too young yes and you should know discover because I continue. 
Uh, but this is a very off the rails. It's it is. That's why Jay's episodes always end up. Yeah, like this. yeah, they are. Um, not good, as what the other preferred nomenclature. <laughs> the other preferred. <laughs> oh, the other name for it. But yeah, uh, I don't know. There's these ideas are run through my mind when I hear about these things when they're in close proximity. What uh, what she saw was it? Uh, you know, creatures from out there piloting the ship was it us oh you're gonna talk about the thing nearby the what, the what? large swath of government land oh yeah we just recently discovered by both of these areas by the great lakes it looks like on it's this straight under kelly's island and just straight west of, of sheffield lake yes there's a nasa government facility there currently huge very big and uh they do vacuum chamber experiments. It looks yeah, like so they're basically like it's massive. A, yeah, no, it's whole build. Like it's bigger than any building you've ever seen, kind of chamber. But uh, so basically, it's to mimic storm systems, and I mean like the craziest storm systems on the planet. Mm-hmm. Like so, you can test technology in hurricanes, and so you mm. know it's going to work in the worst. Oh, it's just for testing technology it, that happens to be occurring in those situations. Yes. So how do they create those? I guess environments. Big, big water pumps. Hmm. No, there's, there's all kinds of things. Uh, and I think that's still when you can go and visit. Like, they do have... I know they take schools out there, and they take... Uh, I'm sure they do, like, a couple tour days a year or something like that. Probably. NASA's good for that kind of stuff. Most NASA facilities a civilian could get into on a certain day of the year or something like that, you know. Hmm. Good cover. It's just... Hide in plain sight, you know. Mm-hmm. Never a straight answer. Yes, exactly. But yeah, so yeah. If there's any significance to that, we don't know, yes or no. It just is odd that it's odd, yes. There's a giant swath of government land, and this isn't like a little bit. This is huge swath of government land. Mm -hmm. And then that's just one. Um, There's tons of them all over Ohio, but there's that giant one over. And then there's yeah, a giant government. uh, Portage County. Yeah, that that one's like. A third of the, maybe not a third of the county. Either but it's, of us die it's, between now and next week's episode. You know, you may want to look into that a little more. Yeah, maybe just shine this uh, light or this episode into the light a little bit for us if something like that were to occur. But I don't know. All these, it's like stuff like that can all overlap. Stuff like that can all interconnect. How you connect the dots? That's where our little corkboard and string comes together where we start connecting those dots maybe one day i don't know if that's the goal of this podcast but eventually it could be we might have all the answers here just waiting for you i think they'll find them on the patreon mm. the real answers are on the patreon mm. and to preview it most things are because of a fish or salamander i was gonna say creator, sturgeon creator caused it mother sturgeon <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> She's out there. <laughs> she is out there. And she'll get you. <laughs> and no one will know what we're talking about unless mm-hmm. you listen to the Patreon. Mm-hmm. A little teaser for you. Just wet your whistle. Or the dinosaur baboon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The dinosaur baboon with huge paws. Yes. Paws. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, oh, we have fun. We have fun here, you know? We have fun here. We're a professional podcast. Yes. We have made about negative $680. <laughs> Quick. Oh, <laughs> it's so yeah. That you're exactly right. Yeah, we're oh, good, guys. That's hilarious. But uh, I think that's we're gonna have two short episodes. 
That's all right, you know. Yeah. As long as they're entertaining, as long well, as we're having fun, as long as you guys are having fun out there, they're gonna hate these episodes. It's okay. It's okay. We're just here. We're still recovering, folks. From yeah, we our, are dragging a bit from our uh, long Bigfoot weekend at, over at Salt Fork, but that's neither here nor there. You've heard that. This is next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. This is like a week away. Hey, we're still recovering. Yeah. Still recovering. Me and Emily are moving. So that's been taking a toll. Mm-hmm. Like yesterday, we and Emily packed for like all day, and it didn't. I mean, this room hasn't even been touched yet. Our podcast studio is getting moved mm-hmm. into a bigger room, a lot bigger. But yeah, Jay's um, gonna foam up the walls. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You said you was. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Spray foam and uh, towels. Trust me. Shag carpet. Shag carpet. Bigfoot. Yep. <laughs> All right, so I think we've stretched this pony out long enough. Yeah, I'd say so. We definitely beat this horse to death. <laughs> uh, we beat it like a Dover demon. We beat it like a Dover demon. Throwback to last week's episode yeah. of the Dover Demon. Oh. <laughs> yeah, time travel and whatnot. We recorded them back to back. It's all. It's Tuesday right now. Yes. All right, got to end this. We're yeah. just rambling at the end. Yeah, all right. All right, I've been the mysterious Justin. I've been the weird Jay. And together we are Crypts of the Corn podcast. We will catch you on Wednesday with another uh, intellect tickling episode. And be on the mind, we're going to have some interviews coming out soon or starting to come out soon. Some co more collabs. Uh, make sure you, yeah, make sure you stay tuned for that stuff. All right. You've been listening to Cryptids of the Corn. Be sure to join us in the next episode where we tantalize your intellect and expand the horizons of your mind. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, stay magical.